Channel shows would not be possible without the support of the following sponsors. The big picture people, the experts in smart home cinema. Yamaha, professional commercial audio. Bar Bridges Australia, cooling the beers of a nation. The Stubby Club, the original stubby holder dispenser. Hamperworld, the gift specialist. Buffalo Sports, a brand name in sports since 1972. The Framing Queen, quality affordable framing. Broker Rocher, helping you make an impression. everyone, how are you? Oh, look at all those smiling faces. Hey, great to be here. Welcome to the Italian Sports Club in Werribee. Welcome to the Collingwood Night. I was just out there, you know Sandy, Sandy's on the door, and she's laughing her head off because I'm standing to Mason Cox. I don't know what's so funny about that. Um, she seems to think thinks it is absolutely hilarious. Um, but uh, you'll see why in a second anyway. But uh, I just wanted to say welcome to you all. Um, first of all, Merry Christmas. I hope you all uh, have a great Christmas and a wonderful New Year. But we're here to uh, have some fun with the Collingwood boys tonight. Let's get stuck in. Welcome to That's Good for Footy. This is the family-friendly live and interactive footy panel show. This is where the fans meet the players and the players meet the fans. The shows are for the passionate supporters. The show which allows you to see the players be themselves. I'm ready. Let's go. Collingwood show, December the 20th. Five days till Christmas. All right. Be on your best behaviour, everyone. Please welcome to the show our first panellist. He was born on the 8th of May in 1996. He's played a total of 74 games and he has kicked a total of six goals. He made his AFL debut in 2016. When he plays for the Collingwood Football Club, he wears a premiership medallion around his neck and the number 37 on his back. Could you please welcome to the stage, Oliver Markov. <laughs> better your rendition of that song or his that was absolutely fantastic isn't it great to see that smile out here huh firstly mate welcome to uh, your first that's good footy panel show they're a little bit different you'll see that as the night goes on it's like warming you know an old man into a warm bath as soon as you get your head around it you'll be okay all right um how are you how's everything um yeah great analogy um Uh, I'm going well. I, I just came back from Orwell, which was good fun. Um, we, we had a blast there. It was always good to change the scenery, get out of the city for a bit. Um, it's funny, I've got the big troop carrier, so whenever I drive around the city too much, it's got the, uh, the oil light on. Um, but the moment you take it out in the sticks, it's, uh, it seems to be running like an absolute uh, a gem. So yeah. it's beautiful nice. to get it out and about. Nice, nice. And are you enjoying this period right now? The, uh, let's say, the, the, the post-celebration period? Uh, I've, I'm done celebrating. <laughs> I, um, I was pretty drunk for about six days straight. Um, chose not to be hungover, so I just woke up, kept drinking. Kids, oh. don't don't listen to me. Cover your ears over there. I yeah, see yeah, you three. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, I um, again, we're, we're, 
we're back to work now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this bit because we just had our last big session, yeah. go to Christmas, yeah. and uh, in three weeks' time, I'll be back training, working hard again. How good's that? Love it. Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Nice to have you here, mate. Welcome along to the show. Uh, let's get our second panellist out here. I know you're all hanging out to meet him. Uh, he was born on the 14th of March in 1991. He's played a total of 113 games. He has kicked a total of 117 goals. He made his AFL debut back in 2016. When he plays for the Collingwood Football Club, he also wears a premiership medallion around his neck and the number 46 on his back. Could you please welcome to the stage, Mason Cox! <laughs> everyone for getting involved in that. It always makes the players feel so wonderful because it's the first time they've heard that song in probably, what, I don't know, four hours, you know, so wonderful. Um, Mason, um, Oleg was just alluding to the fact you've just been down in Morwell. You've had a little bit of uh, entertaining the troops down there. How's that period been for you? Uh, it's been pretty amazing. We were actually matched up, so we got to go into the community together, which was pretty yep. cool. Okay. Um, and we got to go to a ton of different places, uh, give back to the different schools and whatnot, which is awesome. So, uh, we went to a special place I'll shout out called Fish Creek, and um, unfortunately I had, uh, yeah, I don't know if anyone knows Fish Creek right here, yeah? <laughs> they've won like, uh, what was it, like 60 37? or 80 like championships, right? Yeah, like super yeah. successful club, and they've unfortunately had their, um, clubhouse their like, burned clubhouse down. burned yeah. down. Yeah, and we, had, uh, we went over there and showed up and uh, just offered a bit of support and whatnot, yeah, got to see the community. So that. it's like, it's those experiences that yeah. you really get a lot from yeah, and you just kind sure. of see how amazing football is and how Giving it kind back. of binds the whole community yeah. which is pretty amazing nice nice excellent mm. uh, without too much further ado what I want to do boys I'm going to get stuck in I want to ask a little bit about what's uh, maybe leading up to the grand final the grand final what it's been like afterwards and how you're going moving forward alright so Mason you've just recently come back from visiting family and friends in the States tell us what it was like going back home a premiership player yeah, pretty crazy. I brought the medal around and um, fortunate enough to go to some like NBA, NFL, NHL, um, the F1, which was pretty cool. So wow. I got to show around some people that are like connected to Australia that play in those different sports and stuff. Yeah, and wow. um, it's got a weird power to the medal. Yeah. It's a weird yeah. thing. It's like, we'll want to get you a key to any place in Melbourne, which is pretty wild. But um, even over there, some of the people you meet and some of the things you do, it's... Um, it definitely holds a bit of a weight that I didn't wow. probably understand okay. until I kind of went overseas and yep. have come back now. Yep. Um, and just kind of how much it means to different people. It's, it's pretty amazing just yeah. the, you know, once you win a premiership, I guess, the, uh, you know, how much you realize just how committed people are to the club yeah. and how much yeah. like people are like, oh, it's the best day of my life. I'm like, dude, your two kids are sitting next to you, mate. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, pretty, it's, been, it's been amazing. I wanted to ask you, uh, you've been in the system a while now, nine years, yeah. uh, and no doubt most people are familiar, and when I say most people, most people back home in the States are familiar with what you do now here in Australia. How did you describe grand final week to them? Yeah, it's backwards. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, and I mean this in the nicest yeah. way, right? So like in America, we do the parade after, yeah. and I always find it weird that you do the parade before... <laughs> And then you don't really celebrate the team that wins in a parade, right? It's yeah. kind of, I don't know if anyone's thought about this, yeah. but like, it's kind point. of a weird ordeal that you kind of celebrate the teams in the grand final. And then once you win it, there's not like a parade or celebration <laughs> with the fans after. Like, yeah. I think we had to go straight from the game 
to our club, which we're very fortunate, is right across the street because there was people like tearing down fences and everyone was like partying their ass off. And I was like, I'm all for seeing this. So we had to go out to the balcony, acknowledge everyone, kind of say hi. And that was kind of as much of a parade, I guess, that you could say that we did. So it's a bit different. It's yeah. a bit different here. That's good. I like that explanation. Uh, what was uh, more of a highlight for you, becoming an Australian citizen or being the first American to play 100 games of Aussie rules? Jeez, that's, um, I think the citizenship. I'd okay. say, I know like playing 100 games is awesome, don't get me wrong, having the whole family here and everything else was amazing. Um, but there's something about being um, like accepted by a community. Okay. Um, and I think becoming an Australian citizen and having like a physical passport from Australia. Like whenever I go overseas and stuff, I actually show that. Yeah. Because right. I think it's way cooler. Like, I mean, like how many people do you meet from Australia, you know, in the world? Like, I guess it's a bit more rare than meeting an American. So yeah. I think that was quite special to me. Um, yeah. And I had an indigenous group that gave me a skin name and stuff like that too. So oh, I kind of got like this dual citizenship yeah. of not only American and Australian, but also from the indigenous group yeah. to say like, you know, we accept you also as part of us as the, the cool original owners of the land. So That's brilliant. That was pretty, pretty like, you know, I got good goosebumps right now talking about it because it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think that just meant a lot to me to be accepted not only from them but also from the wider community. That's brilliant. What a great answer. I love that. Um, cast your mind back to that. Um, yeah, thank love you. Love it, the clap. How good is that? She just can't stop looking at Oleg. Is that it? No. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. Is true? He's, 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 just, he's just double checking. <laughs> he did have goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, um, cast your mind back uh, to that game. It was round 11. You're playing in 100th game. How wonderful was it to have mm. your parents and two brothers in the stands? Apart from the fact that you won that game, was there any tinge of disappointment that it was only against North Melbourne? Um, oh, oh, oh. We respect all of our opposition. Um, <laughs> I think Steele and I were probably licking our lips. That was North Melbourne a bit. But um, yeah, it was. I'll tell you a funny story from that ride. So, my, my father has become a bit of a celebrity in this place, right? Like a lot of people know him. He's, he's an amazing human. Yes. And I'll never forget there's a. Because it was my 100th game, they gave access to my family before the, like before the game into the change rooms. Okay. And then, like, people don't really get that, right? And my dad. I'll never forget. I go, hey, just to let you know, like, you're going to have to come into the change rooms before. He goes, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And I was like, you're in Australia. You've flown half a world away to be here. Like, you're. Shut up, you're going to be there. Yeah. He's like, well, I've got to catch up with the cheer squad. I told him I'd be there. I told him I'd help out. I told him I'd help out with it. I don't know if I'm going to time. I'll have to talk to them, make sure it's okay. I was like, I, I, I didn't really ask. It's a rhetorical question, Father. But like, you're going to be there. So that was, um, that was quite a funny like, little, I guess, tidbit from the 100 That's game. That's brilliant. But, yeah, I, I love, love him. He's an amazing human. And if you ever get a chance to meet him, he... Uh, he will love to talk to you about football, and he will love to talk to you about Collingwood for that hours. Is, that is fantastic. Uh, you can vouch for all that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Obviously, we've got it's some It's probably one of you he was talking to. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, <laughs> he cheers got every game he's there. Yep. Uh, he holds the banner. Like, oh, legit. I didn't know this. At one really? game, I walk out, my mom and dad are on the left. And I'm someone, I think it was like, Darcy goes, is that your parents out there? And I was like, shit, I reckon that is my dad. And I was like... <laughs> He just loves it. What are it. you doing? Just, yeah, I'm like, what, are you, what, how'd you end up here? Like, yeah, that's like, great. I've got connections too. <laughs> you're not the only one. Yeah, there you go. Um, you're, for Highland, you're from Highland Village in Dallas, Texas. A little bit of soccer and basketball in your junior years. Uh, you've most likely been asked this question ad nauseum. But why Aussie rules? What, what was the appeal for you? Uh, they found me. 
It's yeah. a it's a really crazy roller coaster of a story, to be honest. And mm. um, I've told a lot of tidbits and everything. I'm sure at some point I'll probably write a book and tell the full story. But yep. um, yeah, they they kind of found me. Like it was a wild thing for me to be in the position for them to come to me and like kind of offer for me to go to Australia. And it all started with an LA combine. And I was mm. I was a broke college kid, right? Yep. So I was eating like ramen noodles, five cent ramen noodles every night, yep. sleeping in a dorm room with like you know a roommate and. And this whole kind of thing like came out of nowhere and I was like, okay, uh, you know, am I going to have to pay for my flight to LA? They're like, no, nah, all expenses pay trip. And I was like, to me, I was like, oh, <laughs> this is living. <laughs> is this? Um, so I took the free trip to LA, went to this combine, did really well. And they go, what are you doing tomorrow? And I was like, well, I'm flying back to, I'm like flying back to, to school to finish my degree I've worked on for five years. And uh, Collingwood Football Club was like, now come back with us to the airport. We'll book your ticket to Australia at the counter and come back with us. And I was like, I've got two days worth of clothes. Like, what do you expect me to do? And um, it, that kind of like crazy storyline of that, that, that. And then I told them to wait for two, like two weeks, let me graduate, and then I'll be able to kind of take that opportunity. And um, a free trip to LA turned into a free trip to, to essentially Melbourne and then traveling Australia for about two weeks. And my brother, who became my interim agent, um, he likes to call himself Jerry Maguire. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's still waiting for his commission is what he says. <laughs> he gets enough free stuff from me, though. I'm like, mate, it's paid to, pay to cell phone full. So, um, yeah, came out here for like two weeks and found out that Australian rules football is a real thing because yeah, I'd never heard wow. of it. Uh, I'd never heard of Melbourne, yeah. to be honest. So I'd only heard of Sydney. And... Um, Came over here and like found out there's you know real teams that had you know th tens of thousands of fans that go to games and stuff and I was like well if there's this many fans that support teams financially it has to be you know viable yeah. so that was kind of the thing that you know got me across the line said okay I'll give up this mechanical engineering degree that I'd worked five years for and yep. um, to go play a sport I'd never heard of in a place I'd never been with no one I knew. How amazing! How amazing! Mm. Beautiful. Monday. <laughs> I, I could talk to this uh, to the, both these boys all night. I, I've, I've got limited time, obviously, but it's fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. Um, you debuted on April the 25th, Anzac Day, uh, 2016. Understanding how significant that day is to Australians and what it represents, you come out within, and within the first two minutes of the game, you take your first mark and you kick your first goal in AFL. Not a bad sort of uh, introduction to AFL. Baptism by fire, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was an incredible experience. I mean, I was a year and a half into essentially hearing of the sport, and then to play on Anzac Day on such a big moment and big occasion, um, it probably didn't at the moment. I probably didn't understand it probably as much as I should have. Um, it was such a whirlwind of the family coming in town. It was the first time my whole family had been here at once, um, all of them. So I was just psyched that that was happening, um, and it just all happened within like three days. So it was a bit of a whirlwind. And I think back to the day now, and it's like Darcy Moore, who's like one of my best friends, uh, when I first came here, he was the one that kicked it into me. So it was a bit of a moment that he presented my jumper before the game to me. Um, so it was kind of this like beautiful kind of uni you know universe coming back on itself kind of experience, um, which was incredible. And just I look back on it now, and like Craig McRae was a development coach at the time, which is kind of crazy at the same time to think of that. And he was the reason that I'm at where I'm at tonight or today. So. There's so many things that happened in like that moment of kicking the first goal on Anzac Day. Like, I mean, I think back and probably I was I was shaking like crazy. But even before the game, like I didn't even know the Australian national anthem at that point. So <laughs> I'm sitting there, everyone's belting it out left and right of me, you know, and everyone's on the serious face, and I'm just looking like at the TV, going like, "Don't look like an idiot." Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the whole day played out to be an incredible experience, and I just kind of, you know. 
I guess, launch the career from there. It's amazing. Uh, we had Stuart Sidebottom on the show a couple of weeks ago and Stuart was talking about his first foray into the 2010 Grand Final, 19-year-old boy. Um, you know, wow, wins a flag. He didn't even really get to come on as a sub. Um, the circumstance was didn't get to appreciate it the way that you've just alluded to by your, you coming out and playing on Anzac Day, knowing the cultural significance that it means to Australians um, from all walks of life. Um, saying all of that, the opportunity now, it's been able to sink in and you've, you've furthered your career. Um, you'll get the opportunity again. I wanted to talk about a couple of career highlights. Uh, in 2018, you kicked five goals in the Queen's birthday game to win a best on ground. Same year, you kicked three goals in the prelim against Richmond, um, only to break their hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just to give you a heads up, he was on Richmond's list at that time. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's why I was looking that way and not that way. Um, the last thing that I wanted to allude to, though... I have What, though, in your opinion, has been your best career highlight out of everything that I've just spoken about? Man, there's, um, it's tough to put a finger on one yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, def- I mean, you can sit there and say the grand final this year and that moment of, I guess, like nine years of sacrifice and really giving everything up in yeah. life to come over here and play and to be able to experience the ultimate... Um, I remember sitting after the game and my parents said, you know, how do you feel? And I said, I just feel complete. Like wow. it's like such a, it was such a big risk to come over here, yeah. do all this, learn this game, like make new friends, all this kind of stuff in life. And it was very tough in that sense. And um, to sit there and be able to hold the cup up and have a medal was like, you know, I was like sitting there going, how, how good is life? Like, I can't believe this actually happened. Like it's a full, the story's, you know, gone the full way around. And like we had lost in 2018 and that was quite heartbreaking to lose by a kick and then you win by a kick and it's like there's so many little things that happen in life that kind of you know make you grateful for what you you know what you've experienced and what you've been given and the opportunities that have kind of happened so it's it's tough to put a finger on it to be honest um i think oh, geez, I don't know, the richmond game was pretty incredible um <laughs> I was pretty, I was, sorry like it was pretty freaking fun i'm not gonna lie <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that was the start of the USA chant, which has now become a bit of a, 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 yeah. a marquee of mine. Yeah. But um, another story from that, like, I think the moment that probably sticks out the most is probably after the grand final. Um, there was all this media chaos, right? And like, everyone's grabbing people left, right, and center. And I just kind of went away. And I had my four family members on side. And we all just kind of had a moment to ourselves of the five of us. And um, anytime that something like that happens, like after the Richmond game, I used to walk up the race before the security doesn't allow you to anymore, but I used to walk up the race after games and just see an empty MCG and just take in the moment of like what just happened for every single game. You just never know when it's the last one. So there's something eerie about an empty MCG after, you know, a very energetic game of 100,000 people going crazy. And I remember I walked up there and um, I was on my own and my mom, I wasn't aware of it, but she had walked up the race and she stuck her arm like around me and she was just like, I'm so proud of you. You know, it's been an incredible like experience, what you've done and everything else. And, like that moment sticks out in my head is one of those that like I'll never forget. For and sure. um, like my, my family and I, like we're very separated physically. Yeah. Um, but those moments I think bring us back together more than ever. So I think those are the ones that probably I think back to and those are the ones that kind of give me that sense of completeness, if that wow. makes sense, of just wholesome, wholesome stuff that happens in life. Yeah. Oh, mate, please put your hands together for amazing. <laughs> That was seriously wonderful, mate. Thank you for, for being so candid and thank you for sharing those moments. You can have a little rest now. I'm yeah. going gonna, gonna to uh, move over to Oleg. Uh, Oleg, uh, you've been uh, described a lot in late uh, in animal terms. He's a bit of a different cat or he's a good-looking rooster. Um, <laughs> since the mustaka was removed, the question is now, cat or rooster? 
Um, interesting. Um, <laughs> I'll go cat. I like cat. Yeah. Um, roosters have got that like, kind of like a like a little bull thing hanging on, on their chin. A little bull chin in. Men in black too. Anyone seen Men in Black too? No. Okay. I'll play on. <laughs> okay. I'm going to take that cat. as a yeah, I'll yeah, be cat. cat. All right. Good. Uh, now tell us a little about a uh, little bit about you. I'll start. You fill in the gaps. Yep. Uh, born in Belarus, um, stints at uh, both Gold Coast and the Tigers. Went to school in Adelaide. Loved your athletics, particularly the high jump. Was it a desire or, or ambition at school to play AFL? And did you actually think at that time that you had it in you? Uh, no, no. Um, again, I, I started playing footy just because all my mates were. Um, if, if all my mates played soccer, I'd be probably at Real Madrid kicking goal. No. <laughs> Um, no, look, I, I was just, I was very thankful. I, um, some old man was a professional pole holder and um, world champion. He went to three different Olympic Games and wow. um, it's, it's very impressive, his, his resume and, and what he was able to achieve. And the people he's got very close to him are, are very dear. Um, but again, there's, there's something about individual success and, and team success. And I was always a people person. I always wanted to fit in. And um, I guess for me, Happiness is only real when it's shared, and I, I really do believe that. And um, you know, you can have all the incredible individual accolades you can want, but um, there's something about getting together, sharing a, a laugh, um, sharing a smile, and, and sharing stories with with other people. And um, yeah, so it was it was sort of a no-brainer that footy was something that I wanted to do. And okay. I was fortunate enough that I end up becoming okay enough to get drafted um I was never really stood out I think I had a lot of athletic traits and um but yeah I think it all started sinking in when I actually got overlooked in my first draft and um I remember I was miserable you, you see all your closest friends get picked up um and you miss out and um I just remember thinking oh look I'm well to be honest it wasn't me uh, I'd like to take the credit for you know, facing hardship and resilience in, in a certain way. But I, I was pretty miserable for a, for a couple of weeks. Um, I felt like my world was done. But, um, yeah, my mum got me out of my room and said, look, you're, you're 19, you're going to your second year of uni. Um, there's a lot of things that are going to be a positive for you. And um, I think that was sort of the turning point in my footy journey where I thought, all right, well, I'm just going to enjoy it. Um, so it Impressive. went from, yeah, it went from being almost like a, I need to get to my dream, I've got to do this, and turned into a chore to, all right, let's just have fun. Mm. And um, I almost cared less about it, and it allowed me to play well enough to get picked up as a 19-year-old. So, um, yeah, again, I, it's definitely something I didn't think of when I was playing marks up at yeah. school. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that all my friends and um, at the time were playing football. Wow, release the purse strings and see what happens. Um, I asked that question particularly um, because I wanted to go into this. You've certainly grabbed the bull with both horns when the opportunity came your, came your way and, and obviously it was knocking on the door. You were prepared to go and train with Carlton oh. right? to keep your career alive. <laughs> yeah. I had to throw that in just to get that reaction. You're prepared to go and train with Colton just to keep, you, keep your career alive. You were there for one day and you got the call up from the pies that a spot had opened up. Thank you, Charlie Dean. You then debuted in round four and then played every game after, the, um, of, after that in season 2023. And now you're a premiership player with the Collingwood Football Club. Talk about sliding door moments. Yeah. 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 Well, um, well, it's funny. Jokes on everyone here because <laughs> Fly told me go go have a look at what's inside their four walls and come back to me after one session. 
So, um, yeah, it was all part of Fly's master plan. So, um, it's going to come in handy in 2024, I can tell you. Yeah. That's a doozy. Yeah, well done, mate. I like it. Um, I wanted to ask you this. How are, it's not bad, is it? Um, I how, think Carlton's still asking for the kit back, aren't they? <laughs> oh, look, it, it was Justin Leppich who did say, look, we know someone and they want their kit back. But there's, there might be some truth to it, but I'd, I'd like to just think, look, that we park that and we move on. So, yeah. Very I hate nice. Carlton. Oh. <laughs> Hold on, i got to ask this too. Your Mad Monday kit. Can you explain the Mount Monday kit and what it was? Oh, look, I, I, like to think, I like to think I was a good enough player that I made the difference and things like that. And I'll tell you a funny story, actually. And this is an incredible story for you kids. So there's a child here who's sitting backwards. I've got, I've got something I'd love to tell you when you, when you face a bit of a hardship in your life. Um, oh, no, no, actually, it's not even hardship. It's when you get too ahead of yourself. So I... Um, for everyone who watched the grand final, I'm hopeful everyone here has watched it. If you've watched it, give us a cheer. Yeah. All right, so everyone watched it. So I, um, not often do I start on the ground. I've only started on the ground for two games of the year, and that was the Suns and the grand final. Super honoured. Thank you, Fly. Um, and, uh, and I got a few kicks early. I was involved in some tackles, and I came off on the bench, and I sat down, and I just remember looking up at the big screen, and... This never happens, but uh, I was leading at one stage the marks and the tackles. <laughs> so here I was. Stop and the game. I was like, oh, well, um, I'm going to start practising my Norm Smith medal speech. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think after that I had three touches. So... Um, <laughs> To all the kids here, never get ahead of yourself. Keep working hard. Be process-driven. Do not think of the outcome. How bloody good is that? Put your hands together for that story. Well said. <laughs> oh, I love it. Never count your chickens. It's a, it's a, there's a message in that for everybody. Um, I wanted to ask you, Ollie, um, how have you found your role off half-back? You give enormous scope to the structures and game plan with your run and carry out of defence. A spot you feel comfortable in? Uh, yeah, look, I, I think it's sort of a funny one because statistically I was... Um I accumulated more of the ball at the Suns. I, I, I was able to... I was sort of the number one running back and I feel like when I've come in here, sort of flies, messages were like, look, you're here to play a role, play our system. Um, you'll get rewarded sometimes and at times I got rewarded in in whether it may be touches, um, intercept marks and, and that, but at times it's just uh, making sure my opponent doesn't get the ball or at times releasing another player. So... I guess the best part about it is with our team, we're so flexible and if we need to send Nick back, he does come back. Um, so therefore, a few of us need to, you know, pick up the slack with defending. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I guess my, my role at times is, is just to release Nick so Nick can shine and um, get his eight-year, eight-million-dollar contract and, uh, and, and Leggy's here just, uh, yeah, chipping away. <laughs> He's a good shipper too. I like it. Um, I wanted to say you certainly look comfortable down at the club. I've seen a few of your antics across social media. Um, is this the happiest you've been playing football? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's sort of funny. I think it's because I'm I'm still a kid at heart. Like I'm I'm, I'm who knows if I'll become a, I hope I become a dad. Come on. Um, 
But um, yeah, I'm always going to be a son and, um, and I feel like I'm always going to have that inner child in me. And um, I guess when my most joyful moments are obviously another little life lesson for your kids over there. <laughs> Before you start paying rent, um, a mortgage, um, all your bills and, and that, and you don't have to worry about anything, you don't have to worry about cooking and at times cleaning as well, but you should always clean your room, yeah? Um, but enjoy it, like it's fun, it should always be like that and I'm just trying to um, latch onto that feeling for as long as I can um, nice. and I never want to lose sight of being a kid and um, I, I guess Collingwood as well, within our four walls, everyone's allowed me to be like that. Um, and yeah, look, I'm 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 just happy to annoy people, to be honest. So it makes me happy. Fantastic. Um, I told you before the start of the show, before the boys walked out here, that I knew it'd be enjoyable to meet these two. That's just given you a great insight into who they are. Fantastic little stories. Thank you both for sharing that. Put your hands together for them. Well done, lads. All right. For those wondering, footy is back in 69 days. Um, some people. Yeah, some people may debate that that's not real footy. Very immature. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Some people, yeah. I didn't even go there. That went whoosh. And uh, most people that hope that went whoosh too. But anyway, um, some people may debate that, that's, that that is not real footy. That doesn't start until round one, March 15th. I'm actually interested in what our guests have to say because your first hit out will be on February 27th which, as I said, is only 69 days away, no pun intended, um, where Collingwood will take on Richmond at Icon Park. I'm pretty sure the fans will be out in force. Will you? Yeah, oh, yeah I assume so. Um, yeah, no, we have a, well, that was a pre-season game. Yep. Yes. So uh, we just, today was actually our last day of training. So yep. like we had our, um, we, today we were out in Morwell and we had a massive training session running up hills and everything else. It's the hardest training session of the year. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely flog you, and then um, yeah, it's just a, it's a rough, rough time, and then we're gonna get get to this point. We get about two or three weeks off, so I yeah. think now it's um, you know you recover, you get to spend some time with family and stuff over the, uh, the little holiday break, and then yeah. once you get back, like season is upon you within yeah. a snap. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's it seems crazy to think that it's you know three months away. Yeah, um, you still kind of feel like you're on this high of the grand final at times, sure. you know, and things like that, but. Um, yeah, playing Richmond Icon Park, which is going to be unique because it's, oh, yeah. it's a bit of a weird thing to play at Icon Park against a team that's not Carlton. But um, yeah, it'd be good. I don't yeah. know. It'd be, it'd be, yeah. be fun. And it's, it's a great way, I think, for, you know, we've had a lot of guys that are SSP that have kind of been these guys that have helped us through training over the last little bit. We've got a couple draftees that have come through. And it's a great yeah. way to kind of expose them. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've got TJ and Harry that we drafted, and those yeah. guys have been absolutely smashing it in training. So. We're excited to kind of see them play on the big stage. You yeah. know, it's um, it's a different thing to be playing in training yep. and playing against an opposition that you know yeah. wants to kill you. So, um, yeah, and it's it I means eighteen-year-old kids, and to to get that kind of experience into them, these preseason games and stuff like that, it really kind of gives you an idea um, if they're really going to make it. Yeah. Like, it's a real good, you know, like I said, early baptism by fire of. Yeah. Of um, you know, chunking them up against some of the best. Yeah, nice, very well. Um, I wanted to go into this round zero um, has also been announced. Uh, Pies will play G uh, GWS on their home deck Saturday, 9th of March at 7:30 p.m. Mason, I wanted to know what were your thoughts on that. What do you yeah. think about that? Well, I was in. Oh, jeez, uh, I was in the <laughs> F1, and I made a comment around this. I said the oh, showgrounds were right. a place where cattle is shown, or something like that, which is true. It's an honest truth. The Easter show is about three weeks before us. This is just, I'm just factual information. And GWS didn't take it so well. Um, particularly their GM, which Dave Matthews. Big fan of his artist. Big fan of Dave Matthews, the yes. artist, not so much uh, the artist. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah, so I, I, I wouldn't say it's a dig. I just pointed out a factual thing, and people took it as offensive. And, you know, that's on them. But, um, yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was just kind of like a funny thing to me because I always thought it was weird that we played at a showground. Like, I just I found that phenomenal. And it's not like every once in a while you kind of go out there and there's a few kind of like, you know, indentions in the ground stuff, and you're thinking it's a hoof mark. Um, and it's just... It's just wild to me. It's crazy to me to think that we played it. It's so, it's so Australian. It's yeah. really the thing to it. Like, yeah. to play at a showground. And, um, yeah, I, I made that comment. It got a bit of, uh, it got a bit of media and our, our GM. A little I bit guess, of traction? Yeah, a little bit of traction. I wasn't really aware of it because I was in America. Like, I was asleep. Like, I wasn't even, I was like, whatever. It was a hand grenade. Um, and then our GM texted me and was like, hey, it's getting a bit of traction, mate. Just take it back a bit. And I was like, yeah, fair call. Yep. <laughs> so, Point made. Yeah, point made. But um, yeah, it's quite fun. A little cheeky guy. But I love GWS. They get around that kind of stuff, right? Like, yeah. they have a bit of fun with it. And I love their social media Better. team. They're awesome. It's, yeah, it's good yeah. fun. And um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think most people know I'm, I'm not like a, a very serious person all the time. Yeah, I take yeah, the piss good. out of it when it comes to social media and stuff like that. So Absolutely. Hopefully, it's all in, uh, you know. I wanted to speak to you about the fact that uh, you weren't aware of Melbourne when you were in the States, but you did know of Sydney. You probably haven't heard of a place called Tasmania, but there's a place in Tasmania called Queenstown. Queenstown. The Gravel Oval. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Oh, right. Okay. Beautiful place. Yes, beautiful place for about three or four minutes. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) The drive through. Um, Nice to drive through, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's all right. We don't yeah, have to yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to allude to this. First 14 rounds of 2024 will feature a, a Thursday night game. Uh, Pies have got two Thursdays in there as well as five Fridays. Pies have got a dream run home as well with seven of your last eight games at the G. On paper, it looks like a great draw. Your thoughts, boys, on how much do you like playing Thursday and Friday nights? Uh, you want to take this one? Um, so you can share it amongst you, yeah. Thursday and Friday yeah. nights, and how much you like playing it, and uh, have you got a dream run, and are those um, Thursday and Friday nights games ones you uh, look forward to? Um, well, again, I think if we best prepare ourselves for, for battle, um, I'm not sure why everyone's laughing, I was about to say something quite, quite inspirational. Quite yeah. Kids, listen up, kids, listen up. I felt like Braveheart just then, but yeah, everyone's taking, laughing at me. Um, no, I'd, I'd, again, we prepare well. Uh, any run's a dream run. But, um, again, I'm, I'm, I've played a couple of years at the Suns, and it's, it's not no disrespect to the Suns, but they, were, they had a lot of Sunday night or Sunday day <laughs> fixture ones. So it's quite nice having the weekend to do what you need. And, yes. um, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy Thursday and Friday nights because they tend to be the only game on that night. And um, that means... Everyone's able to attend. Everyone's watching from home. We get our army up and about. Yeah! <laughs> what, what other sounds have we got? Yeah, what else is on the DJ? What else is on the... Uh, <laughs> I like the cricket okay. one. Very nice. I like it, boys. Um, I'm playing devil's uh, advocate here, and it is purely a hypothetical question. But if you're fortunate enough to find yourselves playing in another final series, who's the one team you would like to uh, line up against and knock out of the finals? Oh, I think... Yeah, I think that would be. I told people this before, um, you know, before the whole finals series kind of came to about. Whenever Carlton made the finals, and they were kind of like on the opposite side of the bracket as we kind of went through, right? And I thought I said, if if Carlton and Collingwood's in the grand final, the city of Melbourne's oh, going to yeah. burn, no matter what happens. <laughs> like, either way, it's going to burn because Collingwood fans are pissed. Either they lost or they won, or they're going to be happy they won, or the same thing with Carlton. So that's why um, we don't have a parade when that happens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jeez, man, it'd be, it'd be so. But this is the thing, though. Like, I love the rivalry of it because it gets people oh, so yeah. passionate about oh, it, right? Yeah. So, like, I can only imagine, and like, I feel like that's 
that's the maximum amount of energy you can get from an AFL <laughs> game is a Carlton Collingwood grand final. Yeah. And like to experience that, oh. like would just be insane. Like I'm it would just be so out. cool. Like yeah. so I, I would love to be part of that if yeah. that ever does happen. I'm not sure. But yeah. um, to me, it's kind of like the pinnacle of like yeah. energy at the MCG. Yeah. And it's like, man, if we could do that at some point yeah. and, you know, hopefully beat them. Oh. Um, it would be awesome. It would be crazy. Yeah. People would talk about it for years and it would just be an awesome experience in life. And yeah. it would be, be incredible. I hear you, man. I hear you. Uh, getting a bit of a, ahead of ourselves here, so let's go back a little bit. Whilst going forward from here, let's go to round one, this is proper football, uh, which is on Friday the 15th of March at 7.40pm. It's a new time slot. Um, MCG, Pies versus Swans. Bring it on. The big premiership flag unveiling. That will be pretty awesome. <laughs> 2024. Um, when does pre-season kick off in the new year for you, lads? When are you, when are you due back? Jeez, we're back. We should probably know this, but we just finished up today. So we're... Yeah, <laughs> last thing you want to think about yeah, is when, you, when uh, I'm back. I think we're back like the 12th or something like that, I want to say. Yeah. 11th? 11th. Yeah, yeah, 11th. I should probably know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll be back to 11th. But yeah, playing Sydney, round one. I'm pretty excited. You know, Tay's obviously been transferred over there. Yeah. Um, my good friend Brody Grundy's been transferred over there, yeah. traded over there. So... Um, it's going to be fun. Like I, yeah. I love playing against the guys you're friends with. Yeah. It's like a weird feeling, yeah. but it's just hilarious to talk absolute dribble to them on the field. <laughs> like, I, was, I was still to this day, like whenever we played Melbourne last year with Brody, I was he had taken a mock. He actually kicked the goal, but I was talking that much trash to him on the way out. <laughs> and he, I talked to him after we had a little conversation. He's like, man, I was trying to keep it together so much. I just couldn't do it, man. I just couldn't do it. I was like, <laughs> so it's just like cool experiences you get to have with people that, you know, you've had shared experiences over the years. Yeah. And, um, you know, They've given a lot to our club to be able to kind of catch up with them, play against them. It's uh, it's a challenge, but it's good fun. Yeah, yeah it's good fun. Oh, it's exciting thinking about round one. Uh, I know, as I said, it's only 69 days until we're back playing uh, community football, but, yeah, bring on the real season, I say. Um, I wanted to just say to you both, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Um, what sort of things will you be getting up to over this period, family-wise? Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm lucky because I was born, obviously, in Belarus, so um, <laughs> Russian Orthodox. Yeah. Um, which means my birthday's on Jan the 7th. Yes. So I celebrate two Christmases. Uh, so to all the kids here, uh, have that. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, That's gold. Bro. <laughs> am I allowed to do that? No. Yeah. Oh, you know what? No uh, one's right no Whoever's not orthodox, have that. I've got two Christmases. Um... Make what you wish, what, what I was pointing. Anyway, um, but I'll be going to the Gold Coast for a period there and uh, I'll be back for a Russian Christmas with my parents nice. um, to celebrate that and, and have my second uh, Christmas. Just uh, remember not to get too far ahead of yourself. That'd be good. Yep, yeah. no, I definitely won't. Um, <laughs> and, then I'll, and then obviously back. So, Beautiful. Yeah. Very nice. Nicely yeah. done. I'm actually going to, um, to some regional places in Victoria. I'm going out to Warrnambool. Uh, I'm doing that, and I've got a, I've got a podcast. So I'm doing the podcast at Beyond the Valley. So I'm going back to Beyond the Valley, doing it there. Uh, come back Sydney for about four days with a friend of mine. Got a place in Bondi now, and then come back and I actually go up to Mwawa, which is up Mwawa. on. Yep. Sorry, I should probably That's thank right. you for that. That's all right. Um, That's all right. Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> you got to Hawaii, bro? <laughs> uh, and then headed to Aubrey after that, and then yeah. um, and then back to Melbourne for about five days. Yeah. So. Keeping busy, and then uh, Christmas, uh, I'll do Christmas Day. I go with the club and do the Salvation Army and give back to the less fortunate for uh, for lunch. Very nice. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a yearly thing. Um, I don't do any work. I'll just show up and you know put yeah. plates out and give it away. <laughs> the, the club puts it all together, so it's a it's a credit to them. And then um, I'll go have dinner at Eddie's house. So That's, Eddie brilliant. Yeah, That's brilliant. That's so. brilliant. Well, ladies and gentlemen, could you now please put your hands together for both Mason Cox and Oleg Markov? Thank you, boys.
every night.